podcast listeners, and welcome to the September 11th, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. We are finally drying off in this fine city of ours, although it's still hot enough to make life uncomfortable at times. We don't really mind, though, and we're getting ready for one of my personal favorite festivals, Mid-Autumn Festival. While we're preparing to stuff ourselves with mooncakes, we'll be listening to this week's podcast from Becca, who will tell us of a day that took an unexpected turn. Before we fill our ears with her story, though, we'd like to extend a warm thank you to our listeners in Hong Kong. We never take you for granted. Hellos, too, go out to our listeners around the globe, especially those in Cavite in the Philippines, Siena in Italy, and La Habana in Cuba. We love knowing that our stories are going around the world. No matter where you are in the world, you can find information about our stories, see pictures of our storytellers, and listen to past episodes online at hongkongstories.com. If one of our stories reminds you of one of yours, you can leave us a comment. If we like it, we may even read it on air at the podcast. We love hearing about all kinds of stories. Write us an email or leave a comment or review on iTunes or on our website at hongkongstories.com. Our storytellers have been rehearsing and giving feedback to their fellows in preparation for the September show at the Fringe Club on Wednesday the 19th. This show has the theme of something blue, so expect water, a tinge of melancholy, and maybe even a foreign language. Get your tickets now through Artmate or through hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Today's story by Becca made us sit up and listen, and we think by the end, you will too. It was told in front of a live audience at the July 2018 show that had the theme of wild things. Here is Becca. It was a Wednesday towards late March, but with those warm wisps of summer just beginning to creep in, me and a group of my work friends decided to go out for a few drinks, just a couple. It was a school night, remember? I was about to start a new job, so I had all of these crazy plans going over and over in my mind. I was trying to convince myself they're all a really good idea. I get home, my head's all brimming full of these great ideas, and my boyfriend AJ opens the door. Why the fuck did you not get cat litter? And to say this banal bicker put a mild dent in my thought process is a little bit of an understatement. And that's all I really remember of that day. As a moment amongst many moments which changed the course of my life forever. It's around 10pm when I decide to start getting ready for bed. So I go upstairs and get changed. Or more accurately, strip into my pants. Move into the bathroom and start brushing my teeth and washing my face. As I'm brushing my teeth, my arm just goes dead by my side. It's as though I've got severe pins and needles and my arm's just gone dead. Now in my mildly intoxicated state... I think this is hilarious. So I run across the landing and into AJ's gaming man cave. Hey, AJ, I call out. My mum's gone dead. Look. He ignores me, either too annoyed that I didn't get the, still annoyed I didn't get the cat litter or too engrossed in his video games. Oh, well. I go into our bedroom and finish getting ready for bed. As I'm standing there contemplating what to do next, the same numb feeling spreads from my right arm, down the right side of my body, and to my right leg. At this point... I collapse. It's as though I'm a top-heavy weight, unable to balance myself, unable to keep myself standing up. It's as though my, half of my body has turned into boulders, and I just can't comprehend what's going on. 
as I'm sitting on the floor, I think to myself, if I just go to sleep, I'll wake up and I'll be fine. In my tired state, I reach out with my left hand and drag myself over to my bed. I hoist myself up on top and lean back. I think, I just need to go to sleep and then I'll be fine, as my eyes glaze over, probably. Now, the next few moments is as though I'm in an action movie with periods of intense action and so much happening, followed by long periods of darkness and nothingness. Age is in our room now. He comes in and asks me a few questions. Becca, are you okay? What was that noise? Becca, are you, what's, the, what's the matter? Becca, talk to me. To which I answer each of his questions both clearly and concisely. It was later I found out that I wasn't able to speak or communicate at all. And it would be another few weeks before I was able to string a sentence together. Two people in our room now. A man and a woman dressed in green hospital uniforms. They drag me up into a seating position and ask me what I'd taken. Nothing, I say. Only this time to myself. Unless you count my two coronas I had earlier. They're now taking me downstairs. Me draped across them. They're taking my full weight as they manoeuvre me carefully down the steps and strap me into a stretch at the bottom of the stairs. I'm wheeled slowly into an ambulance. Inside the ambulance, it's all bright lights and dark shapes as people are pouring over me, trying to fix me. Strangely, I can't hear any sounds. It's silence. In the hospital, I go after bay upon bay upon bay of the hospital beds. The curtains are white with green and blue ticks. I'm being chided for keeping my arm firmly tucked below my body as they try to inject me full of God knows what. At one point I have an itch on my head. My eyes are closed, I'm lying there. And in my mind, my hand moves up to scratch my itch. Only the itch intensifies and doesn't disappear. When I open my eyes, I see my arm stuck by the side of my body, still immobile. It's crazy what the body can play tricks on your mind with. The whirling, the crashing and the banging and the pure relaxation of being inside an MRI machine. It's true, I'm in a hospital and that's where they fix people, right? AJ sitting by my left side of the bed with a pure concerned look uh, etched upon his face. I felt as though I was in a, a glass bubble looking down as everyone was rushing around me trying to fix me, trying to make me better. But I was safe in my cocoon thinking, I've got to go to work tomorrow. I've got to go to work tomorrow. The realisation didn't really hit me until the next day. My parents came in to see me. They travelled all the way across the UK. They came in from the right side and rushed over to give me a cuddle. Are you okay? My mum asked me. I responded. Sonia. That didn't work. I tried again. Sonia. It's okay, my mum said, as I broke down in tears. And that's all I really remember of March 26th, 2014, the day I had my brush with death, the day I probably would have died if I had in fact fallen asleep, the day I lost all movement in the right side of my body, and the day I couldn't speak nor respond, the day that marked the start of my recovery to where I am today, the day I had my stroke. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. Thanks as well go out to our unsung hero this week, Kristen, 
who curated and directed the July 2018 show. We appreciate all the huge amount of extra work that goes into hosting a show. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. If you enjoyed this podcast or any other podcast you've heard before, be a good friend to someone and pass on the word. Tell your friends, or even better, tell your friends who've never listened to a podcast before. Trust us. They'll thank you for it. Everyone has a story to tell.